Hi, you guys. Welcome to Cabernet and Keegan Allen. Hello, Cabernet and Are you a wine drinker, Keegan? I don't indulge. I enjoy people that do. Mr. Norman Buckley, director of Pretty Little Lies. Thank you for asking me. The writers and Marlene know what the final word is going to be. Absolutely. They're not making it up. Does the actor who plays A know that he or she is playing A? Uh, I can't answer that. Uh, it was worth a shot. Officer Barry Maple, Jim Titus! I am drinking Cabernet right now. So. Oh, yeah! I'm about a bottle in, so don't get me into any trouble. Would anyone like a glass of Cabernet? Are we, is this thing on? Are we going to just do it? I think we should just go for it. <laughs> Welcome, Welcome to Cabernet and <laughs> I wish people could see that every time we both put both of our arms up in the air as if we're like being evangelized. No, like, I'm, just like, I'm just like a diva coming to the stage. That's how I feel. <laughs> the power of PLL you. <laughs> All right, oh, so this is fun. Sue's alive. Yeah, I can actually talk this time. You can talk. You're in person. You're I'm not still a little Skype. sniffly, but I'm doing much, much better. Yeah, you're doing great. Yeah. You're wearing a fun hat. Yeah, I had extreme pharyngitis, which is just oh, a bad sore throat. Oh, God. Yeah. But you look great. Thank you. So welcome back. Last week we had the Guys We Fuck Girls. It was very fun. Yeah, Other super than fun. The podcast. danger that I almost I had to run to see apartment and get my power cord because I left mine at work. But it just made for, like, excitement. Yeah. I think it came through. I listened to the episode. I <laughs> Did you like, like my little, like, sped-up interlude? Yeah. <laughs> to like, show the passage of time? Yeah. It made me laugh when I did it at work, so I figured it was fine. Yeah. Okay, so we're back. We have a lot to talk about. So much to talk about. Before we talk about the episode we watched tonight, should we do some business? Yes, we should absolutely do some business. Please, go ahead. If you found us already, you're probably listening on your preferred streaming method, but please, we're on iTunes, Stitcher, and Podbean. You can download us there, um, subscribe, uh, rate us, give us all the stars you feel necessary. We appreciate them. We got a couple more. We got new ones, guys. Just did. Should I talk about them? Okay. Sure. Shout out to I Am Sarge. AKA at zipper underscore pool on okay. Twitter, who we've been interacting oh, yeah. with a lot, I feel. I know. So That's thank right. you so much. Yeah. And also, Sarah Holman from Kentucky, she doesn't have Twitter. She said in her review, <laughs> and I was like, "That's fine." And thank you for reviewing us. So thank you to both of you so yeah. much. I we really appreciate it. Very good reviews. Good job, guys. Really, really appreciate it. And we appreciate you guys listening and just being our PLL friends. Um, the wine of the night is uh, it's not this one. No, it's the oh yeah, uh, sorry, it's Ravenswood it Old Vines Infidel, the special Old Vine edition of uh-huh. our of our classic. It's like the number two after Gato Negro. The Ravenswood Zinfandel. I think that there is something different. It's a little bit... I feel like immediately you get more of an oaky smell. Yes, you 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 detected the oakiness right away. I would not have. I didn't know how to articulate it, but it is... I want to say it's just like a little bit more full-bodied somehow. Is that like appropriate to say? Or just a little bit like richer? Um, I definitely taste some blackberry in mm-hmm, there. Mm-hmm. It is like... it. There is something about it that's a little bit more bold. A little yes, bit... Yes, bold. Um... I don't know. It's a very nice ripe wine. You can really feel the it feels special to it. It feels like a special edition, and I think that it's perfect because I mean I'm I'm only drinking one because I've been sick, but uh, it's just such a like fall night, and it's mm-hmm. kind of chilly in New York. Yeah. It's about forty five degrees, and mm-hmm. it's just like perfect. 
Yeah. It's like butter on your breakfast toast, as my friend Will Barrett would say. It's just perfect. I like that. I would like to say I appreciate it as much as the beautiful um, soliloquy you just spoke about it, but I'm about seven beers (laughs) in because I watched the Steelers today and we won! Yay! Yay! Speaking of which, we've got to speed this up because it's we're film we're recording on Sunday and uh, it's game two of the series. Are you gonna go watch? I'm gonna watch at my apartment. Oh my god! Okay, so we gotta do this quickly. Can I just say um, really quickly? As much as I'm, I mean, I don't. I'm a Mets fan, by the way. I'm not a big baseball person. Yeah. But if I was gonna root for, I mean, I'm from Pittsburgh, so Pirates, great. Yeah. If I was going to root for a New York team, 150% Mets, like, oh, all the you. way. Oh, of course. No, I've always been I a mean, Mets fan. I mean, you're a Queen citizen, so... Yeah, and it's, like, really... a little bit of an underdog. Like, I've always been a Mets person. But can I just say, my friend Bethany, and your friend Bethany, yes. our friend Bethany... She's a ...told fan. me last night, well, not only that, but I will tell you what's interesting. It was, this is only... And I'm not saying... I can't say I would root for the Cubs by any stretch of the oh, imagination. They haven't won forever. But I, well, no, no, no. And but I guess I just like I wouldn't be mad if they won. If if yeah. someone had to win, but it's not just because they haven't won forever. It's did you know? Well, yeah, they haven't won since 1908. But Back the to the Goat. Future Two oh, predicted yeah. in Back to the Future Two, which is also one of my favorite movies of all time. They said that the Cubs would win the World World Series in 2015. Wow. So it would be like a really funny, interesting little thing. Also, the day that this podcast comes out, that you're listening to this on Wednesday, is Back to the Future Day. Oh my gosh. It's the day that Marty McFly goes back to the future, That's October right. uh, 21st. 19, okay, right? 15, or, or 20, 15, wait, so today's 18, 19, 20, yeah, October 21st, 2015, Wednesday, Back to the Future Day. So happy Back to the Future Day! This I, is super exciting. I love my hoverboard. Uh, and not those God. stupid, like, freaking sideway oh, fuck that things, segue thing. Segway things that don't have the handle yeah, on them. Yeah, fuck that. God, grown men looking like fools all over this city. It's like, like every problem. time I see them, I'm just like... Oh, there's just no way I will ever sleep with you. It's a big problem. You're the leanest. <laughs> it's just like you might also, as well. You hurt yourself. You might as well get on rollerblades with Joey Gladstone over there. I've oh, been yeah. watching a lot of Full House for work. <laughs> a lot of cut it out, I'll Chelsea. Cut it I mean, out. I've got a lot of references going out back to Nick oh, and I'm not mad at that. All weekend, I watched Law and Order. I had, can I say, and I won't get us too off track. Although maybe I already have because I want you to watch the World Series. Or the uh, game tonight, but I had maybe one of the most delightful weekends I've had in a while. But this is what's funny. I feel like I've had many weekends over the past few months of, like, delightful activities. Like, I did, like, ALF, Autumn Leaf Festival. I did Grove City, my Mm 10-year college reunion. I've had, like, I don't know, just other, like... Different fun activities and brunches. Fall is the activity But this weekend... All I did was, like, lay in bed and watch Law & Order SVU Marathon and play Candy Crush. And I literally, there was one point where I was, like, in, it was, like, 8 o'clock on Saturday night, and I was in bed drinking wine, watching Law & Order SVU, playing Candy Crush, and my cat, Tanuki, was next to me. And I just had this, like, I was, like this is the most delightful moment of my life. And then I was like, I had that legitimate like thought wash over me. And then I was like, that's maybe a sad realization, but is it? Maybe no. I just appreciate the simple things. No, it's, it's when you learn to have fun with yourself. You just I think need alone that you really have that great feeling. I mean, I was alone with myself a lot. You were sick. alone a lot. Yeah. But, really um, my friend Crystal kept me company last night and we ordered food together and we had a nice ketchup ses- session. Nice. And then, um, 
my friend Katie Kampa stopped by, Friends of the Podcast. Oh, that's so that was nice. She's good. good. But we should get back on track. Sorry. All right, get back on track. Jesus. I also want to give a shout out to Jane, Jolene, and Michelle for all purchasing Cabernet and A Ooh. merchandising from uh, Cafe Press. We make no money I mean, of this, and if they if it, we make any money, it's it maybe goes like back eleven cents. It. Yeah, then yeah. we just use it to do podcast things. Goes for you back guys. into the podcast, um, which brings us to. The amazing Cabernet and A glasses, which only six are left, guys. And they're $30. Email us if you want them. If you haven't seen them yet, they are handmade large glasses that are absolutely beautiful. Made by uh, our friend Lindsay from Saltwater and Wine on Etsy. Yes. So check out Saltwater and Wine, her Etsy shop. Lindsay's amazing. She We got turned on to her because we ordered our like classic... PLL wine glasses, which we've had for since we started watching. Mine's broken, but I still keep it in my kitchen. You still keep it in your kitchen and in your heart. And then, (laughs) um, yeah, so she made custom Cabernet Nail glasses for us. We make, I just want to like reiterate that we make no money off of this. This is just because all of you guys have been asking us about wine glasses that you can have. And Lindsay made it for us, and yeah. that's it. And there are the only six left. Uh, Jim Titus, aka Barry Maple, ordered one from us. Yeah, Thank so. you, Jim. So, Jim has one shout out. He's the best. We were texting the other day also about his insane deleted Barry Maple scene, which has been blowing up the interwebs. I was so excited to see it and to like. <laughs> Like, it, I, it was just so also exciting to see, like, how much fans were reacting to it. And, like, I know yeah. it was so cool for, you know, Jim to see the I fan just, reactions. and But also I'm glad that it came Jim out. as much as we do. I'm oh glad God. it came out as well. And I think, you know. Because we don't do want Barry, we want Barry to be pristine. We don't want Barry to be bad. But is he bad after all that we know? Like, you know, I don't know. You think he's still bad? No, I don't. I yeah, feel like I want I want Barry Maple in my head to kind of be like a hybrid of Barry Maple and Jim Titus, where he has an adorable kid and a great wife, and he's just trying to make ends meet. Right. <laughs> and Jim Titus isn't trying to make ends meet. He's yeah, doing great, Exactly. Guys. But I know. Um, it makes like, someone you know, endearing if you want to He bought a Cabernet in class. He's doing great. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, like, I just like that, like, but in, like, that hybrid mind of mine. Like, I'm like, right. he's doing it for his wife and kid. Right. He's like, right. still a great guy. Right. I, I he just, did what he had to do. But, like, let's just... Mrs. D made him an offer he couldn't resist. Exactly. And I don't think he's Wilden level because he's never tried to sleep with Mrs. Marin. Right. So, yeah. And he's always looked out for the girls. And I just think that it was more like he just knew Wilden was a douche. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it was just like, run, bitch. Because Wilden's a douche. I would have killed that mofo myself. Yeah, that's true. Okay. I'll look at it that way. Although, I don't feel like... uh, I'm like, Officer Titus. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like Officer Barry Maple. Detective Barry Maple. Detective... Well, at the time, he was Officer. Oh, sure, 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 sure. I... I just feel like he would never say mofo. He would probably... Yeah. He would be like, that gosh darn Wilden. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Wilkers. <laughs> no good, and I never trusted him. She will You just get out of here, you crazy kid. <laughs> Should we uh, also really quickly before we talk about the episode that we watched, talk about the four minute yeah, preview to next season because we didn't get to talk about it last week. I was really shocked it came out because we were so far away from the season that I'm like to put out a trailer like that this far out. What else are you going to do? It makes me think they're going to sneak the episode online or something. You think so? Because like, well, I mean. 
I agree with you. It was kind of out of nowhere. I remember I was at work, and one of my coworkers, I think it was either a friend of the podcast, Chandler, or a friend of the podcast, Christina, one of them was like, oh, my God, like, look at BuzzFeed. And we were like, ah, like, lost our minds. And then I emailed you, and we all lost our minds. And I, I, I mean, it is an exceptionally long hiatus season, especially since there's no – well, we do know now that there's going to be a special November of, like, yes. a season six preview, which great. It's like a behind-the-scenes thing. It's sure. not really anything. It's not that You know great, who's but... getting a Halloween episode? Yeah. Fucking Stitchers. Are you kidding me? I are feel like even me? the people – like, if you ever see the promo, <gasps> it looks like even the people who are in that show are like, this is fucking pointless. Are you kidding me? <laughs> like – it's so brick through a window, heavy handed. Like the dialogue on that show, it's like as someone who goes into dead people's bodies and tries to solve crimes. You must love Halloween. Oh <laughs> like, my god! So, it's so bad. I'm just like, oh, I can't. Stitchers fans it. love Halloween. <laughs> uh, it was That's like crazy. It just like broke my heart. I would rather them play just every Halloween episode, or just even. Adam Lambert on a loop. Oh my god. Which I'm laughing because yes. I, I sent Chelsea a picture of Adam Lambert wearing vampire fangs from his Instagram. And I was just like, never forget ambiguous. I- <laughs> <laughs> Every time you come, I see him in town, I always text our friend of the podcast, Corey, who's a producer mm-hmm. at MTV News. And I'm always like, is he coming through? Because usually if when artists come through... Mm-hmm. Like, I saw him on the Today Show a couple months yeah. ago, and I was like, is he coming to MTV News? He's like, no, not this time, but uh, one of these days, we're going to If he comes through, him. we just have to, like, hear what it was like to be on the set of the Halloween train. I just want, like, one soundbite. Yeah. Um, maybe if just him being like, I like Cabernet. And Guys, dreams come true, right? <laughs> I mean, Hopefully. But well, the only thing before we stop talking about the well, we season six we preview. Really oh, we didn't talk it, about it. I, I don't know what to say about it other than the green screen, which I'm sure everyone's talked about yeah, it. Everyone, everyone hates. Blah, blah, blah. The She's green screen really is so Spencer <laughs> embarrassingly <gasps> laughable. I think Tanuki. Sorry, guys. Tanuki just Sorry, caused well, some mischief. Tanuki pushed his food plate on the floor because I think he's trying to tell me it's time to eat. But it's not, <laughs> Tanuki. You have a very strict diabetic eating plan and it's not for two hours. <laughs> Cabernet and A and diabetic cat habits. That's yeah, that's the parenthetical it. of our uh, podcast. Um, so, I mean, I guess I was excited that uh, Radley is now a bar, hotel. Yeah. Uh, I feel like it's a little American Horror Story hotel it Yeah, it's kind of American Horror Story. I watched it. I wasn't a fan. I, I've, I've I never watched any of the American Horror I Stories. Say, yeah, I, I tried either. it because of Gaga. And then Matt Bomer was fantastic because he was... Oh my god, he's in it? My little great. sister's obsessed with him. I mean, he's worth seeing, but... Is he in it the whole time? I don't know. I only watched the first episode, okay. which is two hours long, which is, again, like, guys, why do we need this much right. time with you? Right. Just tell me your story and tell me the TBD, right. you know, like TBC, rather, to be continued. <laughs> um, so, I, I guess, what I, how I feel about the four-minute trailer, I thought it was funny that Arya's pencil skirt really had pencils on it, but it was like, oh, Arya's grown up, but still that. ridiculous. I think they were pencils. I don't think I've ever noticed that. But and then, um, I mean, Hannah's in first class, but likes babies. Suddenly, yep. she got over her fear of babies. Sure. Um, Emily's working at a bar, which I was, okay, listen. 
<laughs> I am trying to think of how to say this and not to be a dick. It's like, listen, I have friends that literally, that's all, like, anything they would want for their life was to, like, be a bartender, and they do an amazing job at it, and that's great. But I feel like Emily is the type of person that that was not necessarily her goal. Yeah. So to then see her doing that and how much I hated her throughout the last season, it felt very satis- satisfactory <laughs> to be like, oh, Emily, you are not achieving your dreams. And you're wow. such a boring, basic bitch. <laughs> and I'm so happy for you to be not doing anything you dreamed your life to be, but to be working oh, in a tiki bar. Oh, listen, it was so cathartic. I had all these emotions when I watched her. The only emotion <sighs> I had when I saw that scene is, where do I get the Pina Colada shirt? Because I <laughs> love that song. Uh, when I went to camp, we performed that song. Uh, it was really fun. <laughs> that's a fun memory you had a much more positive experience than, than oh with sleepaway me. camp I had a great time at sleepaway camp or a camp much more positive that. experience yeah. watching that scene than I did oh the, or maybe equally but for different reasons yours is positive I mean, because of like good wholesome memories and mine was like fuck you Emily Fields I, I feel You're like worthless. all the girls are doing good I, I feel like Allie's makeup and clothing was finally on point yeah I agree um, I'm a little annoyed that we're not gonna I mean I guess we sh- we could already have pegged that we're not going to pick up where the the 6A left off. But, like, I'm just like, man, if I don't know who the fuck they're running from by the end of that first episode, right. I don't know what's going to happen. Which, guys, I don't think we will. it's been announced also this week that Younger and our shoot new show oh, Teachers no. premieres. No, oh, no, Younger Season 2 is a good thing, and so is Teachers. But they are premiering January 12th, the same night as no. Pretty Little Liars. So everyone has to marathon that that night. Like, so you, like, watch Pretty Little Liars, <laughs> you take an hour off, you get your snacks, you get more wine, and then at 10 o'clock, you sit down for a full hour of Younger Season 2. Oh, wow. And then a half-hour premiere of Teachers, which is such a, such a fun, yeah, okay. such a funny show, on TV Land, but it really screws my off-the-rails-ness because, no. guys, I might not be at the off-the-rails. So I, I was going to say, because you have, have to, to probably be at the night. office, you yeah, think. Yeah, I have to work that Oh, night. no. What I'm are we going to let everybody do? know. But we're going to make it work throughout the season. So. This is why PAs are involved uh, in shows. Yeah, they're going to tweet for me. Yeah, that shit. But um, chances the- are it will, it's very unlikely that I will not have to work that night because it's a big launch. And those are two great shows I'm excited to work on. <laughs> Very happy, but, and, and, you know, when you mark your calendar for PLL, just remember that, like, you have to stay up a little later that night and watch Younger Season 2 and Teachers. And if you haven't watched Younger yet, you can binge all of it on VOD. So there's that for right. you. I mean, it's if you like Hillary Duff, if you like PLL, you'll love Younger. <laughs> I just heard myself saying it, and I was like, no. <laughs> but um, don't ever stop. It's it's amazing, and Demi Mazar's in it, who's Madonna's best friend. So how could how could it go wrong? I mean, Madonna's best. Is friend. that Madonna's best friend? Yeah, they've been best friends since they were like since Madonna came to New York. They were club kids together. I mean... Debbie Mazar is the shit. She was also in Empire Records, which blows my mind. I completely didn't realize that was her. Um, She's Rex Manning's tour manager. I mind know. Yeah. All right. So... Should we talk about this episode? Yeah, I think we're. Ta- it's time to talk about uh, episode 102. We went, we went deep cuts, old school. 
I feel like it was partially for you guys to stop screaming at us, or maybe me stop screaming at us. I was going to say, was anyone screaming at us? No, but, like, in my head, every time we talk about the Jenna thing, we're always, and that's what the episode title is, the Jenna thing, we're always like, was it a stink bomb? Was it a smoke bomb? Was it a firecracker? So, I think... Wait, did we announce what we watched? The Jenna thing. Did you say it? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Wow, that's... Those beers are catching up with Chelsea, everybody. I've been drinking since one. Go Steelers. Okay, so yeah, we watched the Jenna thing. And uh, so we finally saw that, that it wasn't... She says it's a smoke bomb. Yeah, she says, oh, it's just stink, a stink bomb. bomb. It's just a stink bomb, but it's like clearly not. Yeah, because... It's clearly an explosive device. I feel like, and I don't want to... I'm so like paranoid. I'm like, I don't want to Google the word bomb. <laughs> like, <laughs> any, any iteration... Oh, I have a special so. laptop. I do Google that stuff on. Do you want me to get it? Your porn tab? Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what my friends call it. Uh, his spare computer is porn tab. Um, which is an extravagant thing that one day we should all have. Yeah. Uh, so, um, it was, it looked like a firecracker, though, because I feel like my brothers used to have those around the house, like the stink bombs and the smoke bombs. I feel like they were very... I feel like they were circular. Okay. And maybe I'm just thinking about Bugs Bunny cartoons. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, but I don't it know definitely. And then she, the thing that's also interesting is Allie looks into the garage, and then like looks around and sees something, and she's like, "We gotta go." So you think she sees Jenna? I think she sees Jenna. I yeah. think she was that fucking devious because she's the only one that sees Toby looking in. But here's like, here's my question. Go. Do you think that, I think that I always interpreted that interaction to be that she never saw Toby looking in. It was just always an elaborate plot that she didn't like Jenna, and she was using that as an excuse. Like, oh, I saw Toby to, like, go... I think she was gunning for Jenna. I think she knew Jenna was gonna... Because I I don't think think Toby was ever really watching them, right? I think it was as dubious as even... She fucking told Jenna to be in the garage. You think so? Yeah. Because later on in the episode, Jenna's like, I always knew what Allie was. Yeah. And, you know, I always saw her for who she was. Uh, Ironically, now I can't see. Yeah. Bam. Yeah. So, I mean, we should start from the beginning, but that was really the reason why we watched the episode. So I really wanted to get to the bottom. to get to the bottom of the Jenna thing because it comes up a lot in our subsequent watchings. My first note is that Hannah was always badass since yes. episode two. Right? She is at the, I guess, whatever, like the Apple Rose Grill or whatever yeah. with the girls. And she pulls out a flask and pours it into her Diet Coke. And, <laughs> and God the damn, old man I love, looks at her and oh gives God. her such stank face. Such and then she goes, it's medicinal. And then he gives her like a bitch please look. I feel like I feel like I interpreted his look as kind of like, oh, all right. <laughs> well, Which made me no, laugh. As soon as she says it's for cramps, then he's just like, Meh. <laughs> fine. I love badass Hannah. I wish Hannah was drunk all the time. And I really, yeah. Honestly, throughout this whole thing, my other note I wrote was I don't feel like as much as I've watched every episode of this series so many times. Watching this episode too, I was like, I don't remember a lot of this. Like a lot, mm-hmm. it, it wasn't it's like been a while since you've gone. Yeah, back to it's been a while since I've gone back to season one A. 
a really long time, I guess longer than I thought, watching it, because lots of scenes, like, even that first scene, even that scene where Hannah poured the liquor into a Diet yeah. Coke, I had no, like, real recollection of that, or, like... The thing that got me was I was like, I can't believe... Wait, this is taking place right after the funeral. Yeah, like, they're, they're still funeral all dressed dresses. in black, mm-hmm. and they're just having, like, post-funeral snacks. Yeah, which is a thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, you can call me morbid, but that's what you do. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you go to a funeral, then and snack. you exhaust yourself crying, you get very, very hungry, you mm-hmm. get thirsty, and then you go to have the Applewood Grill. Uh-huh. That's how it goes. Absolutely. Um, but... It was, it was very interesting that they were all there, and then Spencer says that she knows secrets, and then tries to act like nothing happened. She was like, right? oh, well, I know Allie's secrets, and then everyone was just kind of like, what? Hold up. Girl, you can't just drop a bomb on us and not say that. That was Arya's response. And then Spencer's acting coy, and then the thing that really got me, though, is I was just like, I didn't think Allie and Spencer were that close. Was it Spencer just needling Allie to get this information that she was seeing somebody that summer? Oh, I mean, that's a good point. That's a good point. Maybe, yeah, because why would she specifically only, like, divulge that to Spencer? The note I wrote about that was, who the fuck was Allie seeing? It's, like, the other thing we always talk about, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it, this is episode two. Yeah. This is scene one after the opening credits. And the girls, or is it even before? And the girls are like... It's before opening credits. Oh, and Spencer's like, Allie was seeing someone that summer. So, like, that was supposed to be fucking important. Or at least we were led to believe it was important. Who the fuck were you seeing that summer, Allie? I still who believe that seeing? Allie got knocked up. By who, though? I think that's why she would want to run away. I if, don't know. If that isn't something that comes in... Because, like... It's just strange to think that in the, like, inception of the series, this is episode two, scene one, Allie was seeing some of the summer, and that the, pe- and that, like, Marlene and the people, you know, conceptualizing it wouldn't know who that was. Like, what, what would be the utility? Like, just, you know, like, what is the purpose if it doesn't have to do just with something that matters? breadcrumbs. Just bring on some breadcrumbs around. Could be anything, could be nothing. I'm uh, sick of it. I will say that Emily then blows her cover, and she's like, I knew Allie was hiding someone from me. And then she's like, from us! Okay. I mean, from us! Right. I am not a lesbian. Um... And then I also love Jenna's entrance because she's so loud with her walking cane because she's blind and she's got her fashionable sunglasses. Remember, on. guys, she's blind. Yeah, and she's but she's just like tap 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 coming in <laughs> and like everyone's looking at her and like Arya has to tap em- Hannah and be like, hey. Uh, Drunko, look over there, <laughs> and she's like, oh, "It's Jenna." I was like, "Who else walks in that room?" Like, right? <laughs> like <that's, laughs> what the fuck, Hannah? You heard that? <laughs> Did you not? You just like were like, "Oh, that's old man wooden leg." <laughs> like, what did you think? She's <laughs> like, oh, "All right." <laughs> oh, oh, that was that was the blind girl that we blinded. <laughs> Do you think that in this season one and two, when they knew that A was going to be Mona and they didn't, 
you know, at that point, they only had a two-season story arc for, for mm. all intents and purposes, right? Well, I mean, at that point, I think they might have only had a one. I don't know if they knew they were going to sure, get picked up. Sure, probably. But in their minds, they're like, here's, like, the arc. It's going to be Mona. We'll see what happens after that if we get picked up. But do you think they always thought Allie was actually alive? Or do you think I in do. season one and two, they thought she was really dead? I think they knew she was alive. Yeah. I think it was always, she was actually alive. Somewhere alive. Uh-huh. I think so. Okay. The other thing I thought was interesting was, and you pointed this out too, but I think for a different reason, um, Ashley Marin comments on Hannah's lipstick and is like, is that Amber Rose? It looks good on you. And number one, weird, because Amber Rose is also now a person. And I don't think she, like, was I guess she wasn't famous a then. thing when they were I don't talking think she about was it. Then. It's like that Brad Pitt reference where I was like, whoa. Oh, yeah. And then, well, before we get to that. But that was like a... Remember now, then, season four, they talk about Ambrose Pavilion? What? And then also... <laughs> Brain explosion. Brain yeah. explosion. And also, what was the... Am- it Maybe it wasn't Amber Rose... But Amber something has the clue, and they go to that. They go to that um, the pawn shop or the thrift store, store place, yeah, and that's where the blood bracelet, the blood anklet is. is. But what was it called? I don't think it was called Amber it was something Rose. Rose. Something. Maybe it was called Amber Rose, but I feel like that would have resonated with me more. Like, oh, like Amber Rose, but. Maybe it was. I'm not sure. Either way, but isn't that a weird, like, tie-in? Yeah. Like, because why, what is, what else is the purpose of that scene of Ashley being like, hey, Hannah, Amber Rose, good color on you. And I think it's because in the, in the next few episodes, because I've been watching a couple episodes here yeah. and there from season one, and that's why we watched this also, because yes. I was like, this was a good episode. Right. Um, they are attacked by A, by, like, the message on the mirror. And it's jungle okay. red. And they're like, oh, it's Allie's lipstick, jungle red. And I think it's just like, maybe, and this could completely be off base, but maybe it's just like, this is a town of women that know the names of lipsticks. Got it. Because, I mean, I feel like even if I see somebody using the same lipstick, I might be like, oh, is that Revlon? Oh, is that Burt's Beeswax? I wouldn't be like, oh, is that Hunkamania? Like, right. I don't know. Hunkamania. <laughs> I mean, nail polish, I do know, so maybe some people are like that with lipstick. Right. I mean, if you ask me to pick out Naughty Nautical in a line of essay nail polishes... You get it. Like, one time out of a thousand times, I will always get it. Absolutely. Because I am crazy. I also... If you guys are nail polish fanatics, I just posted when I was bored... Every single one of my my top ten favorites are on Instagram now. Are you serious? Yeah, I'm I did. Go look right I now. did one for each nail, uh, so you can see. And I listed my when top ten favorite nail polishes. I think Friday or Saturday. Um, um, I'm looking right now. I, I now. Oh my just god, you're clear. so fucking fun. Look at you. One wild. Yeah, they're all the best ones, and they're. I gotta like look through this. I put all of them up because. Um, I was really bored, and I, I was looking at my nail polishes, and I was like, what have I not done with you hundreds of colors? And I was like, I don't think I've picked out my favorites. But I also have a whole other section of favorites that are my winter favorites that I'll use throughout the winter. But um, Chelsea White just looked, liked my photo on Instagram. I, like, um, can't. I, like, want to look at this forever. Okay, but I'll I, pay I, attention again. I really I'm do love nails. So and so I guess 
I know those names like people might know lipstick names. Fair enough. But still weird. Yeah. Not weird of you, weird of the show to make a reference like that. It's weird to make a reference like that if it doesn't really have a purpose. A purpose. Yeah. Right? I see that. Yeah. Especially if later on a, like, thrift shop or a bloody anklet is found. Well, and, and then, uh, like, Ambrose, Ambrose Pavilion. Pavilion. It's just I think like, that's really, like, a big thing. That's very weird. Any hoozy. Any hoozy. Um, we learned that Allie was uh, killed through, blunt, there was a blunt force trauma, but she was killed through suffocation. And Which, I wrote, wow, Mona and Melissa really with the one-two punch there. <laughs> that's some... No, but, but we knew that. I know. I was just saying that that reminded me of that. Oh, right, right, right. I, And I also, for a second, was like, suffocation. I was like, oh, that's right. She choked on dirt. Right. Mm. Yeah, exactly. She had dirt in her lungs. Just like the creepy little boy. But it's also the kind of like, <laughs> like... The creepy little boy at the doll shop told them. Remember? Oh, yeah, that's right. When they go, and he's like, boy, what a bad way to die. With dirt in your lungs. And they're like, yeah. ew, creepy little boy. Stop talking. But Mona said that she killed her, but she didn't. It was still Melissa. It was still Melissa, actually. Because yeah. <laughs> Melissa was the one that buried her. She just. Mona basically just, like, stunned her. Yeah. And Melissa finished the job. Yeah. That's the one two punch right there. Yeah. And they're both part of the A team. Mona's A team did include Melissa, and I can't help but think that, like, Mona That's probably knew that Melissa buried her. You think so? You guys don't... You, you guys... All of you, Chelsea. All of me? That's yeah. fine. It's everybody. It's all of everyone Everybody out here. You guys don't... I mean, out with us. Don't you feel like Mona... Knew, I feel like Mona's so omnipotent. Omnipotent. Yeah. <laughs> this, I mean, you... half glass of wine's really doing me good. Right? I mean, you're doing great. I think you're... You're right. I mean, yeah. You make a good point. I never really thought about it. But you make a really good point that maybe she knew. I think she did. I think she did. But also that raises the other question of, like, if Mona knew that, wouldn't Mona know that the whole time that was Bethany and that she was the person that killed or hit Bethany over the head of the shovel and not Allie? Well, no, because she sees Allie walking alongside the road with a bloody head. And she's kind of like, oh, shit. Well, maybe she got out. She was dirty, too, so she thought maybe yeah. Allie clawed her way out. True. And then when Bethany is finally uncovered, then she's like, all right, maybe it really is Bethany. I guess that's the thing. It's like, wouldn't she think that she killed Bethany once it was made public that the girl named Bethany Young was in Allison's grave? And would she be like, oh, shit. I think she, you can probably believe that Mona told herself it wasn't. Yeah. And then she just kind of, like, put together the whole story, and she was like, no, I really fucking did it. And it was, like, tears of realization when she was yeah. in the A room. I'm doing, I'm motioning the tears You're of realization. You're motioning tears, and it, it's very emotional. Here's another question similar to that sentiment. Can we revisit what... We think because Wilden's in this a lot. He's yes. Bone and Ashley Marin left and right in this He's episode. He's coming over acting like he wants a family. Yeah, that's what I felt like. Yeah. It was really weird. He's like, I, I brought Thai food, and yeah. Hannah's like deep side eyeing him, and Ashley's like, "Girl, I... let me get it in." But what do you <laughs> think? Let's like go through the steps of what 
Wilden at this point knows or thinks he knows. So a year ago, mm -hmm. Wilden was paid off by Jessica De Laurentiis mm -hmm. to take Cece from the premises of the De Laurentiis home and drop her off on the highway and make it seem like she ran away or something. Yeah. Right? So at this point, he's like... I think he takes her back to Radley. Hey. Oh, okay. Maybe she's back to Radley. Either way, he's like, huh, that's weird. The morning after I took Cece from the De Laurentiis home back to Radley and or the side of the highway, Allison De Laurentiis is missing. What an interesting coincidence. Mm -hmm. And that's like what he thinks the rest of the year. And then now... Why? So it just seems like the one of the more like other than the timeline discrepancies, this is sort of over the times I'm rewatching episodes becoming a more glaring plot hole to me of like, what did Wilden like? Why was Wilden so hellbent then on like terrorizing these girls? Was it because he thought, oh, I need to try to frame one of them? to cover my butt so no one figures out that Jessica did something so that it doesn't get traced back to me. I think Because so. it doesn't make sense that he would actually... Because it really does sort of seem, I think, that he actually believes that one of these girls is guilty. But if we know what we know now at the end of season 6A, it doesn't make sense that he thinks one of the girls is guilty because wouldn't he just think Jessica De Laurentiis or Cece is guilty? I so think the whole he wants to know so how much silly. they know because he doesn't know if it was Cece. And if it was, I think he's worried that they were like, oh, I saw you drive off with Cece. And so maybe he's just worried that he could be incriminated. If oh, any so of maybe them... he's trying to think like, oh, I know that you guys didn't do anything, but I'm trying to work it out of you if you saw me there yeah. tonight. Hmm. I mean, it's a long walk around the block, but it could be that. It's still something. It's something. Right. We realized this episode that Sean and Caleb kind of like have a similar oh facial God. feature thing going on. Hannah's old boyfriend Sean who she can't get no satisfaction from just like Britney Spears in the VMAs circa 2001 oh, yeah wow. she I mean if her pants wouldn't have been falling off before the big reveal it would have been so much more dramatic that's a deep cut google it so <laughs> I think that I never gave Sean enough credit for how how cute he is I feel like he when really I first started cute. watching the show, I was always like, who the fuck is Sean? But now, like, he he has a very similar Caleb facial structure and facial, yeah, facial expressions. He is very much a blonde Caleb. So blonde Caleb won't put out because his dad's a minister, which is always making me be like, what is the thing with the Marin ladies and their ministers? Oh my god, and I don't think I ever realized that uh, Sean was the minister's son until this rewatching. Yeah. Which is another fun reason to rewatch episodes like this. It's amazing to me how much I can still get out of episodes that I rewatch as yeah. many times as I've rewatched all the episodes. It's, like, shocking, actually. And let's talk about that a little, because, so, I went back on Reddit. I kind of, like, 
was off Reddit for a bit because everyone's kind of negative, and I was like, I don't really need more negativity in my life. Sure. But um, I went back this week because I took off Twitter and Facebook from my phone so that I would get more rest, and I was like, Reddit's mostly just reading. It doesn't, like, incense me or get me, like, sure. too riled, and you can kind of play in your own playgrounds and Reddit. So sure. I uh, rejoined, and I went to the Pretty Little Liars forum, first and foremost, okay. and... Man, those people really, I mean, I'm, those people, but like people <laughs> in the Pretty Little Liars Reddit fucking hate Marlene. Really? Like, there's literally that posts like, can we so ever sad. trust Marlene again? And I, you know. That makes me so sad. I, full disclosure, now work with the woman who greenlit Pretty Little Liars for Air. She was the person who found it. Uh, she's working for TV Land now. She's used to work at ABC Family, and uh, uh, she asked do you if mean she freeform. Yeah, <laughs> she asked me if uh, she could hear the podcast, and I was like, "Well, we kind of make fun of Marlene's Some, sometimes." But like, but I have to say though, we I, don't very often though. I we feel don't, like and I feel like here's often. the thing: I, we love Marlene. We're comedians. We joke on everybody. We joke on ourselves. We yeah. joke on everybody. But I. Especially after watching, like, just reading through this subreddit, I, I mean, I am such a Marlene King fan, and I think that's what I love about this show, and is such a testament, is that you can go back and rewatch and think about it. It's a show that makes you think yeah. and wonder, and Absolutely. it's a it's a dream reality, and I don't think that she's this horrible person that they no. make her out to be, and, like... Honestly, that's insane that people make her out to be a horrible person. She's like fucking one of the probably most devoted showrunners like in the business right now in yeah. terms of like popular, you know, sitcom series. I guess well, not sitcom. So when I told serials. this woman this, like, I was just like, oh, you know, like we make fun of her sometimes. She's like, oh, maybe she shouldn't. Like, she gets a lot of flack. And I was like, yeah. And now that I'm thinking about it, like, nothing that we said, like, even comes close to what this Reddit forum was like. That makes me so It was sad. just like, and it wasn't like a, you know, a teasy make fun of. It was just like, she's stupid. She never had any idea what she was doing. They're like, so That's misguided. The, oh, that like, makes me so angry when people say that. She took the that. easy way out and like, like this was all rushed. It was horrible. No matter what you say, it's just sloppy. These are writers just so trying sad. to earn a check, which I was just like. That makes I me just, so sad. If you really feel that way, guys, you I don't know why you're listening to our podcast, first of all. Yeah. But second of all, like, it just kills me because I know how much work goes into a television show. And you just, I just can't believe, like, even if you're working on a show that's not the best show in the world, you're still showing up and putting creativity into it. You know, I know friends who have written for shows that were obviously about to go off the air. And they're still pouring their hearts into it because it doesn't mean... That your job's over. You still have to try and get another job, and you're only as good as your last job. Exactly. So, like, to think that these writers who are on this number one social show on TV, you know, like, getting, like, scandal kind of footprint on social media, and it's a obscure cable channel, gives, like, that, that just kills me. These writers work so hard, and, like, say what you will, yeah, they're, are they always the best? Is the dialogue always knocking it out of the park? No. But is this an entertaining show? Like, I really just read that, and I just screamed out loud in my apartment. I was like, are you not entertained? 
Like, this is an entertaining show. And it's people that say stuff like that that it's it's just ignorance. It's just it's just the same thing as any fucking trolls who sit home and are just like have no real life of their own or just ignorant and don't understand what goes you know, it just the, broke my heart. They can't like think no logically what about I what goes about into like show. a TV show. You know, it's just like obviously everyone cares. If you disagree with their creative choices, well, that's the point of creative choices. They're subjective. Exactly. They're subjective, exactly. and they're not black and white. It's not a math problem where there's one answer. So like, and I mean, I know it's the internet, and this is what people do. You vent, you, you go on, and you talk about things, and but like, man, it just broke my damn heart that they were doing that because at the end of the day this is a show that you can go back and watch and see in so many different lights and angles absolutely and i think it's really smart because of that and i think it's one of the reasons why we love it so much and tanuki's coming in and oh my god tanuki just jumped up on the table and very dramatically walked across the Tanuki podcast. Tanuki has something to say about I feel like King. I feel like he literally, did, do you feel like he got riled up? And yeah. He, he like got riled up by the energy. He sensed the energy and he was like, listen, I got something to say and I'm going to really say it now. He look like he wants to say something. Tanuki, should we Snapchat this? Guys, follow <laughs> us on Snapchat. Yeah. Because this is, this is Tanuki um, being... Just, Tanuki, do you want to say something on the Cabernet Nay podcast? Or... Or do you not? I think he's about... I think the fact that he's giving me his butthole means no comment. <laughs> <laughs> Tanuki's trying to be on the podcast, but not really. Um, um, okay, do you... Sue, I have a very important question for you. His butthole means no <laughs> <laughs> That was the replay of me putting my Snapchat up. Do you think people like that this podcast is mostly shit show? Is that what's endearing about it, Sue? Well, I think about that a lot, especially when it comes to, like, (laughs) people asking if they can listen to it. No, I really do. I'm like, because if you're... My best friend's life was like, oh, there was a Game of Thrones podcast that I wanted to listen to, but I downloaded it, and all they did was chit-chat for the first 20 minutes, and they didn't even get to the show yet. And I was like, I like, stand it. Oh, I was like, oh, I can't relate to that at all. Boy. We do that. But the thing is, is that we are, I think we're very upfront. We're not like, listen, this is graduate thesis level. Exactly. Very, very uh, not masterpiece classics. Exactly. Examines pretty little lives. Exactly. It is so blatantly brick through a window. We are fucking drunk. We are talking about a we want, show made for teenagers. We want you guys to feel like you're drunk with us talking yeah. about it. Like this I is, think that's always been the yeah. point. It's like if you guys were sitting in my apartment with us right now. Yeah, that's and what we I were that's drunk we talking like. about it. Exactly. That's what you get, and we'd be Snapchatting, and we you wouldn't be... get a word in edgewise because I never shut up. Yeah, and like you could tell I was sick last week because I didn't talk. <laughs> you did, and I felt bad because I feel like sometimes I'd throw to you, and then I was like, I felt I bad because like, I was like, uh, I was like, oh no, Sue's like definitely sick. I had a definite fever of one hundred and one. No, so, yeah, yeah, it was real, Sue's. And then my temperature dropped down, which is even scarier. When you're that below ninety-eight point six, that it's is like you are scary. definitely not okay. So that's yeah, why the doctor scary. was like, "You're good that you came in." <laughs> uh, shout out to City MD on Steinway. Shout out Steinway City MD is they great. They didn't take my insurance, but you're oh, really? still great, I'm sure. Yeah, my insurance fucking sucks. That's a whole other podcast. Obama that's a different insurance podcast. But, um, no, I feel like I, I hope you guys are enjoying this. I feel like we've gotten some p- positive feedback, so. 
people are, but, uh, you know, I'm sure that I always check on the Reddit subreddit if uh, we're mentioned. And there's if no, you are no like, new magic. fuck those bitches. Yeah, and I think they know that they just don't, they would not like us. Everyone loves bros. Our, our, our pals, bros, love PLL, too. They don't talk about yeah, pretty little like, grown men or pretty little podcasters, which bums me out. Well, yeah, well, I mean, bros obviously got a lot great. of high-profileness yes, after they, they you well know, that's deserved. Yeah, absolutely. But, yeah, you know, I think the point is my cat's meowing. Yes. Tanuki's <laughs> meowing at the door. So He's meowing so loud. Did you guys I hear? mean, I feel like Tanuki's our third guest host. We were talking at one point about doing a photo shoot with us and Tanuki drinking wine. Because he's, like, the third member of our podcast. He's the third host. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, we talk about him all the time, unless we're at my apartment. Or on another location. We might be doing another location podcast at some point, too. <gasps> oh, my God, exciting. yeah. Should we talk about that? So, I think, well, should, let's, like, JTT that before. Or yeah, last... we're just going to JTT it, because we, we still have to talk to the people. We still have to talk to people. Finalize and also, things. Do you, well, before we do that, it's 7.50 on Sunday night, so... It's okay. I mean, first inning, things can always change, so I'm okay. okay. We can still talk. So I was going to say, before we talk about that, I don't really have anything to talk about this episode that we watched, unless you do. Mm. I don't have anything major. I thought the thing... Well, there was a lot of Maya Emily stuff. Oh. No, what were you going to say? Oh, I was... It sparked something. Well, no, no, that actually was the last note that I wrote was, I always talk about how Lucas, to me, is such a Felicia character, because Mm -hmm. I watched so late, and he didn't matter as much when I started watching. And I think watching this episode, for some reason, made me, like, it sparked it in me that I realized... That Maya was always that way for me, too. Like, Maya was always a little bit of a Felicia character to me because by the time I started watching, she was dead because I started watching season four. So I was like, well, we don't care about Maya. (laughs) Bless you. So it's interesting when I go back and watch these early episodes and realize that she was such an, you know, integral character from episode one. Mm-hmm. And it's strange sometimes to realize that because in my mind, she feels so peripheral. Mm-hmm. But you realize, oh, Tanuki's back. Tanuki's just like... Tanuki's had a thoughts about my change remain. Wait, don't, don't fuck up the podcast. Uh-oh, uh-oh. He's we're fine. still good. Yeah, we're still recording, but he's just... <laughs> he's just... Ugh, he has he diabetes. Listen, he has diabetes. He comes from a broken home. Like, you just gotta let him live his life. Oh, man. You are such a divorcee. You're so weekend mommy. <laughs> um, what were you gonna say about, uh, Maya. about Maya? She asked a lot of questions and was very dubious, and I feel like she was... Um, <laughs> so laughing, so taking Snapchat selfies of me and Tanuki. She's dubious. She's a dubious piece of shit. Wearing but wigs. she reminds me of Floppy Lips. Being Who's very... Floppy Lips? Oh. You know who Floppy Lips is. What's her face? Sydney. Who they actually Sydney. was important and it was not. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Emily overcompensates by kissing that boyfriend of hers who was there for like five minutes. Who like... You always forget fair, about Ben. I think I'm a little annoyed by Ben because... Someone as hot as Emily probably would date somebody as douchey as Ben, but probably yeah. way better looking than Ben. That's, a good point. That's the thing with Ben that bothers me. I feel like she should be dating a Greg Luganus. <laughs> like her swim team Greg equivalent. Luganus! Okay. <laughs> oh my god, what made you think of that? They were, like, they could be beards for each other. 
That's hilarious. Um, and then the thing that really, like, I think you set up the more a little, like, feathered by this as well. It's so weird that Mona was just like, this is going to sound totally gay, but... And I was just like, we were both just kind of like, whoa. That's a, like, like, it's just right. like, people don't say, like, I'm going to sound... Like, uh, this sounds gay. I'm uh-huh. gay. Um, and it just... In a way, dated the show it for was me so in a minute, jarring. and just yeah. it was very, it was very unlikely and unexpected from the show. That's uh, like, but it was also before Emily came out, and I think right. it was interesting setting the tone of the town of just like I don't want it, like no homo, but totally. you look, I would fuck you in that dress, girl. Totally. Like totally. it was, it was also something that I feel like female friends would never say to each other, gay or straight. Like I feel like if you look hot in that dress, I'd be like, I bang you in that dress. Right. But that doesn't mean that we're going downtown Julie Brown later. Absolutely. And that's a known. Absolutely. But like it was just, I think that uh, Mona's sexuality has always kind of been a little bit ambiguous from the start. Yeah, that's interesting. I agree with that. Um, it just it was an interesting piece of dialogue. And again, another reason why Marlene King is complex and a fantastic writer, and please, like, I don't know, if you guys, I just don't know how you could really think that she's a horrible writer and that this is a poorly constructed show, and people are like, well, I'll still maybe watch next season for fashion reasons, or for, you know, I want to see what... Somebody actually put that. Somebody actually put that. I want to see if they're going to thread me along, like, pull me along for another long mystery. And it's like, of course they're going to pull you along for another long mystery. That's That's how how TV works. That's what TV is. Yeah, like, you need a long arc, or else it's Law & Order SVU. It's either encapsulated in one episode, or it's a long arc. And this show arcs, baby, so get on board. Get on board the Marlene train. Really? I want that to be our new log line. <laughs> get on this show arcs, baby. <laughs> so get on board. <laughs> the Marlene train <laughs> is coming. <laughs> I'm Marlene King. Come on, the train. All right. It. Um, Last night, Sue and I were Snapchatting <laughs> songs to each other with cat inserted. My favorite thing, every time I come home... Like, any song I was listening to or, like, that's just in my head, I'll sing it to Tanuki, but insert, like, cat things. So I'll just be, like, what's an example? Like Have I told you lately like, that I meow you? Exactly. Or, like, I'll be, like, this is the chance when, or the time when kitties break free. I mean, that's a yeah. terrible example. Oh, Kitty's gonna meow, 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 and kitty's gonna meow, 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 meow. Kitty's meow, kitty's meow. So I do that shit to him when I come home. And so, like, last night at like 11 at night, Sue and I were Snapchatting like cat songs back and forth to each other, and it was pretty fun. And then I took it into the fire because I put the Pretty Little Liars theme on. And then at the end of it, which we often do, is if two can keep a secret, if one of them's a cat. Which is so true. Very true. If one of them is a cat, the secret's fucking kept. Yeah. Because he's a cat. He doesn't know English. I mean, Tanuki's Japanese, right? Yeah. That's like just, you know, no one can communicate with him. Guys, Guys. listen. The point is, that's all we can say about this episode. And the other thing, though, that we're going to say, I already forget. Like, let's wrap up this episode, and then we're going to say something um, else. And I already well, forget what I, we were going to say. The one good thing that I came out of Reddit 
wormholing was that there is a Turkish version of the show. Oh my god, we have to watch it. It's two hours long. I didn't feel like it this evening, but we're going to do it eventually. Um, it's got English subtitles, and so we're going to watch it and uh, talk about that. Um, it's similar. This happens a lot. Uh, shows, I mean, think about The Office was done in the UK, and then we redid it in America. A lot of shows are often remade in different countries to suit the the look and feel of the country because, you know, everyone likes to watch people like them. Um, and the most famous one would probably be Exporting Raymond, the Everybody Loves Raymond documentary that depicts what it's like taking the show, like, the iconic Everybody Loves Raymond that was that took place on Long Island. What up, Long Island, home? Uh, and deported it to Russia. Or exported, not deported. Exported it to Russia. And the difference is that the showrunner there who created Everybody Loves Raymond, the difficulties he had bringing it over to Russia and translating it for Russia and the difficulties in breakdown and culture. And I'm interested to see... We watched, like, a few seconds of it, and we were already, like... I want to watch it so bad. It's so crazy. I want to watch. Yeah, so we're probably going to watch that. Oh, that reminded me of what we were going to say. So we're going to JTT the fact that at some point... Okay, number one, our 50th episode is coming up, which can we give a round of applause to you guys for listening to us? Like, this is so... You guys made it so far. I mean, (laughs) we wouldn't keep doing this if you guys wouldn't download us and say wonderful things. Or we'd probably do it. Either way. Yeah, we would just do it and we'd be like, you know, the people that... Screaming into the void. Exactly, that no one listened to. Um, But our 50th episode is coming up on November 18th, and we're trying to figure out... Oh, a couple nice. a couple fun things are coming up, but we don't know which is going to be the 50th, and we're, like, working out dates, but basically two fun Cabernet Day events that are coming up is we're going to try to do an on-site uh, podcast in New Jersey with some of our New Jersey fans, yes. which is very exciting, which we're trying At to work out. a beautiful out. place where if you don't go there, our, our fan works there, and you guys should go there no matter what anyway, but it's Third and Vine, it's in New Jersey City. Um, it's so It's wine and cheese, so it's it's like everything that we live for. It's the best cheeses, the best wines, the best staff, and the staff is also Pretty Little Liars fans, and I can't wait to meet them all, because they, um, all became fans, too, and, um, I'd love to talk Pretty Little Liars and cheese with them, and wine, and so we're gonna do that. We're gonna try to do a a live, on-site, uh, broadcast from there. And then also at some point what we want to do is do a live call-in special where we will stream. I've, like, been literally tech, like, troubleshooting this for the past two weeks with uh, Sue and one of my friends. Shout out to Matt Crawl. He's amazing. And he helped me troubleshoot this. But we're going to basically do an episode where we stream on Ustream so you guys can watch us just being drunk in our pajamas in my apartment. (laughs) And then we can also take live Skype calls. And then we'll talk about, you know, whatever. We'll set out sort of a agenda where either we're talking. I mean, you can ask us anything I think always. It should but be like an AMA. Like, <laughs> exactly, like season six, like predictions. Like it can be anything. But you guys can call in, then you can be on air. We'll and take we'll questions, questions on Twitter and stuff. It'll be a exactly. fun time. Exactly. Question on Twitter and email. It'll be really fun. So we're going to do that too. And yeah, so we're excited. Lots of fun stuff coming up. And I watched 
a plethora of TV while I was sick, and I have to say my favorite thing that I watched, um, if you guys are looking for TV recommendations, I feel like I always freeze up when people ask me what new show I like. Um, I caught up with The Affair on Showtime. Oh my god! That show is My friend Kai is on that. Fantastic. Really? Kai Matisse. She's the voice of uh, Girl Code. She does the voiceover. And she's she a recurring uh, role. See, well, I'm terrible because right, I haven't well, watched we have it, but it. she's a recurring Can role. Can she find on the green lamp that's on? And she's on also on <laughs> Show Me Your Kitty. She showed oh. me her kitty. Okay, so I'll go back and watch. Yeah. So what's her name again? Kaya Matisse. Kaya Matisse. Let's go back and uh, watch that watch Show Me Your Kitty. Watch The Affair and then, and then watch, watch Show Me Your Kitty. Whatever order you want to do. <laughs> the, the Affair, though, is just such a freaking fascinating I need to watch well it. That's show. been on my list for so long. Um, I highly recommend it. I really was taken away by how good the show was. It, it might be my new favorite show. My friend Erica Kramer, who is also a friend of the podcast, who showed up uh, for uh, oh, yeah. the last Off the Rails episode, yeah, yeah. was the one that was like, you've got to watch the show, Sue. Like, you're going to love the show, Sue. And I finally watched it, and... I cannot wait to talk to her or anyone else who wants to tweet at me, be Sue Funk, uh, and you want to talk about the affair, I will talk all day because I think it's just one of the best pieces of television I've ever seen. And I don't say that lightly. So, yeah, and if you're ever looking for TV recommendations, that was like, that's, those are some of my favorite tweets when people ask us what, you, what else should we watch because I will... Uh, I, I, so when I was little, I said I just wanted to get watch TV and get paid for it, which is what I'm doing now. So let me just put it out to the world that I would like people. I would love to do like the thing where I pick the show that you should watch for your mood. Oh, that's so fun! Because I'm pretty you good make that at doing that. Yeah, like what kind of mood you're in, what kind of show you should watch. Because I am very like people tell me like, oh, you should watch this show, and I'm like, I'm just not in my animation phase right now. Yeah. Like, I love Bob's Burgers, but I just, for some reason, I think it was because I dated a lot of guys who watched cartoons, and I just oversaturated myself with cartoons. Mood. That, like, I just, I have to be in a certain time and place, and then I watch it. But Absolutely. If you would like that service, contact me. At uh, the Sue Funk. I like it. Can I contact you for that service? Yeah, anytime. I really like that service. Also, if you want to just, like, help Sue and I live our lives and pay our rent, watch Girl Code Live Mondays at 10 and, and watch, watch tons of Nick well, like Nick and I on <laughs> Facebook and Twitter and follow along. Um, my PA, Colin, shout out to him. He's fantastic. He covered for me this week, and he did a great job. He knocked it out of the Thanks, park. Thanks, Colin. And uh, I am back at the helm starting tomorrow, and there's going to be a lot more fun stuff. So... Can I say one thing before we sign off? I just Yes, you just got an email that you got like lit up like Well, I didn't even get an email, but I just remembered because well, long story, what I looked at my phone and it reminded me, but um our pretty little podcaster's friend yes. Ben. Yeah. He when we did the show together, do you remember that he was like, Oh, it's like whatever cut from whole cloth? And we were like, yes. um, I don't know if that's a thing. And then I just have heard it several times since oh, then. Right. And one of them being I am a very I mean like if I could win in any trivia, it would be Pretty Little Liars or the case against a non-Syed, a.k.a. the Serial <laughs> Podcast. Yes. If you're not familiar with Serial, go listen to it immediately. I'm obsessed. 
on the subsequent podcast, Undisclosed yeah. Yeah. and Serial Dynasty. But yeah, Ooh, Serial Dynasty. Oh my God, Sue, Serial Dynasty, which my cell phone likes to correct as Sexual Dynasty, which now I just <laughs> refer to it as because I'm like that's very exciting. <laughs> but um, Serial Dynasty is on Sunday, which I'm about to go listen to the new one, and uh, Mondays is Undisclosed. Right but yeah, so I want to say it was actually on Undisclosed, which is a po- follow up to the Serial podcast. Uh, they talked about like, oh, Jay's story is like made from whole cloth, and I was like, oh, Ben. <laughs> so Ben, if you're listening, you're completely vindicated. That's like a yeah. real phrase, and it means that yeah, it's like a bullshit story. And I've started listening to Murder We Spoke, the Murder She Wrote uh, podcast. I just started listening to the one that they did with Marco Sparks, where they did my favorite episode ever, which I'm sad that I'm not going to be able to do. <gasps> no. It's the virtual reality murder one. Oh, my virtual God. Virtual murder, where one of her books becomes a virtual reality game. And she's got yeah. the amazing headphones on, like, headset on, which that's a deep cut if you're not from the 90s and didn't watch the Aerosmith trilogy of videos. <laughs> which, God, I would watch. I'm going to go home and watch that now. I'm going to watch that during oh, yeah. that game. Well, the Mets slaughter the Cubs like yeah. the fucking goat haters they are. I mean, sure. I'm on board with that. Um, but I also listen to uh, Skeet Skeet, which is Ben's uh, podcast about Noah's Ark, which is Wait. A sh- another show that was on Logo. Ben has a podcast called Skeet Skeet? Yeah. Isn't that like ejaculating on somebody? Uh, probably. Uh, Noah's Ark <laughs> is a gay show about the gayest of gay boys, about that. but they're all hot dudes that, um, it's like a looking, but with, uh, minorities. Like, they're not all white. Okay. <laughs> um, it's, uh, and then they, there was a follow-up movie, Jumping the Broom, or the Jumping the Broom came first, I never remember, but, um... Noah's Ark is a funny show. Uh, I don't think it's purposely funny, but uh, I don't know who Ben does the podcast with, but it's really fun too. So that's another podcast uh, if you're a TV fan. And I think I already said this, but the Pretty Little Podcasters fall preview was one of the most fantastic, comprehensive fall previews. Oh my God. And they went through the EW magazine, which was fantastic. It. It was so good. Really made me you know, change my opinions on some shows that I was like, you know what, I don't have to watch this show. Thank you, guys. And other shows where I was like, I'm going to give it a shot. And Ben and I both agree that The Muppets is hilarious and we don't know why more people aren't watching and loving it. That's, I mean, I'm one of those weird people and I grew up loving The Muppets and I have Why are you not it watching it? Tuesday nights. I have no excuse. Make your life better. Tuesday nights at 8.30. I'm a Scream Queens person on Tuesday nights and we do Cabernet and on Tuesday yeah. nights. So what time is Muppets? I think it's on at like 8.30. Okay. 8 or so 8.30. I need to it like is DVR so it. funny. It's just everything that I want from The Muppets where there's just goofy fun. You feel so good after watching it after that half hour. I like, people are like, oh, it's not the same Muppets. And it's like, yeah, but, like, neither are the ones from the most recent movie. It feels more like the most recent movie. Right. Like, live your life and evolution. Yeah. Guys, oh, I'm God. sorry to remind us all, but R.I.P. Jim Henson. R.I.P. Jim Henson. Everything's in flux. Live your life. And, guys, I think the most important lesson to live right now is that uh, Ben has a podcast called Skeet Skeet. <laughs> and it's really... Just somebody ejaculating on somebody, which is portrayed in the song Get Low, made popular by Lil John and Eastside Boys. 
Tell Skeet Skeet Goddamn. Tell Skeet Skeet Goddamn. You know what I'm talking about. Nope. All right. I'm well, dancing like a little old lady over here. Let's just keep dancing, and we'll close up this podcast with this in the background, too. Anything else you want to say before we go? I love everyone who's listening. Please tweet us if you make it to the end. To the wall. To sweat drop down my balls. <laughs> to all these chickens crawl. Just keep keep motherfuckers. Just keep keep goddamn. Just keep keep motherfuckers. Just keep keep goddamn. You guys, bye. Bye. Love you, Mira. Would anyone like a glass of Cabernet?